Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Welcome, everybody. Great to be with you today. Well, we have a special show for you today and a special guest coming up at the bottom of the hour. Kathy Reheis Boy going to join us. Now, who is she? Well, she's with the Western States Petroleum Association. This is an organization I know well from my years in the legislature that advocates on behalf of those people that literally provide you with fuel. You know, those gas station owners, the people that I call when I need diesel delivered to the farm so that I can produce grass seed, which then I sell to people who are cattle growers who produce meat that goes on your table. Now, we're going to talk to Kathy Reheis Boyd because it's relevant, folks. And it's not just the price of gas. A lot more than that. It's relevant because you got Joe Biden out there saying he wants a windfall profits tax on oil companies. You got Ron Wyden out there blaming oil companies for all manner of evil things in your life. I'm exaggerating a little bit there, but it's not too far off, is it? But even more importantly, WISPA, Western States Petroleum Association, has what I think is one of the most simple and easiest to understand websites I've seen in a long time. Because they boil down all of this complicated stuff to some very simple, short videos. They're 20-second videos. And it's very simply this. What will Oregon's, Oregon's climate policies cost you before you vote they say ask your candidates about how energy policy will impact your family and I'm going to leave it there at that but it's a great website and I just got to be honest with you as a guy who does political consulting and helps candidates run for office this is pretty profound in many ways because most candidates don't have this this simple this easy to understand the visual and how this is all put together on the website is indeed powerful now as you know this show is dedicated to the idea that you can change your world. And we do that one person at a time. One person at a time. By having those meaningful, persuasive conversations with people in your world that are persuadable. Not the crazy lefties. So anyway, this interview with... Uh, Cassie, Kathy Reheis Boyd comes up at the bottom of this hour. In the meantime, there's a great piece today. Senator Dennis Linthicum 
has unpacking Oregon's ballot measure 111. This is the one, now again, I'm advising all of you to vote no on all four of these measures, 11, 12, 13, and 14. Senator Dennis Lithicum, great libertarian, Republican senator, great conservative out of the, the Klamath Falls area in Southern Oregon, writes this piece. Measure 111 amends the Oregon Constitution to obligate the state, which is you and I, to provide residents, Oregon residents, including them, their illegal alien folk, quote, access to cost-effective, clinically appropriate and affordable health care as a fundamental right. Now, three relevant clauses, cost-effective, clinically appropriate and affordable. We're going to get into that uh, in a moment here. Want to... Um, let you know, heads up, tomorrow morning in the first segment of the show, which is right now, we'll be talking with Representative Mikkel, Raquel Moore-Green, who is running for the state Senate seat in her district and has a good shot at it. Also, I want to thank everybody who showed up last night at the Political Coffee Clatch. Uh, a cold, rainy night, and we still had 28 people there. Now, there are good things going on, and next Tuesday night, of course, we will not have the political coffee clutch because <laughs> it's election night, and we'll be broadcasting live from the Salem Convention Center, which is downtown on Commercial Street. It's part of the Grand Hotel. We're going to be there starting at 7 p.m. We're going to go straight for three hours broadcasting live at the big election night party where we're expecting to have a big red wave happen in not only America, here in Oregon. And we're going to be joining the campaigns, which a whole bunch of campaigns have come together. Senator Kim Thatcher, Kevin Mannix running back for the House of Representatives, T.J. Sullivan running for the House, Raquel Moore Green, who we'll talk to tomorrow morning, running for the Senate, Tracy Kramer, and Dan Forsyth, Farrington, rather, Dan Farrington. All of them have brought their campaigns together and we'll probably have other people show up. So would love to meet some of you that I have not yet met. Love to do that. Come and join, it's free. Just come at seven o'clock, the Salem Convention Center, right next to the Grand Hotel at Liberty Street and Commercial. Seven o'clock. We'll be there for three hours. Come and join us. Come and celebrate freedom. Dale writes me a text message. says, Wyden's ads are nauseating. Red meat for the Bolshevik hordes. Yeah, sadly, I think you're right. Rosalie, by the way, sent me an email, and it is jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. It's about the culture war. She said, this article was so prescient as it was written in 1999. I found it in my archives of important writings. It is a piece by none other than the great actor, the late Charlton Heston. And he wrote this called Winning the Culture War. And he presented this at the Harvard Law School Forum. It's a great, great piece. And I will try to... Um, 
find it and put it up on the show plan today. Everything will be on the show plan. All right, Dennis Linthicum's. Oh, there's a couple of other things. A great, another great piece in the Oregon Catalyst. One in four politicians are already gone in the populist tidal wave. I'm going to tease you with that. This ought to give you hope if there ever was reason to have hope, friends. The stunning numbers all across America about the number of incumbent politicians that are part of the problem that have decided they've either gotten defeated in primaries or they decided to leave the process altogether. It's stunning. It's 25%. We'll get into the numbers of that. Also, a couple of... Uh, headlines for you <laughs> um, you know this David Pape D-Pape character who supposedly assaulted Pelosi's husband in the home with you know in his underwear with a hammer it was a joke last night somebody made it at our political coffee clutch um a really sick San Francisco state senator. The guy who, his last name is Wiener, who promotes drag shows and sex with minors. This guy does as a state senator. Says he knows David DePape. Quote, yeah, I've been aware of him for a long time. Okay. Still sick. Oh, and the guy, again, to give you hope, the Republican former military general, I believe, maybe lieutenant colonel, Don Bolduck in New Hampshire, the guy that is a Donald Trump-endorsed character, and he is, that the esteemed, <laughs> I say that jokingly, Mitch McConnell totally abandoned because he beat this military veteran endorsed by Trump, beat his hand-picked rhino successor. Don Bolduc now takes the lead in the U.S. Senate race in New Hampshire. Telling you something big's happening out there, folks. Maybe bigger than we've ever seen. All right. Unpacking Measure 11. Dennis Linthicum, cost-effective, clinically appropriate, affordable. He gets to each of these. Now remember, this, these words, cost-effective, clinically appropriate, and affordable, are now a, will be, a fundamental right in Oregon's Constitution. So what does it mean? It means they're going to ban you from getting any private or employer-provided health insurance full monopoly power and it's, it's accomplished by outlawing any other alternative options it's a big deal and he gets into the bill of rights and so on and so forth secondly the state will need to create a new distribution model to make these goods and services quote affordable and then he gets into, so how is affordability measured and who gets to measure it? And then it gets into 
clinically appropriate. So who decides what's clinically appropriate? Well, we know how that's worked in Oregon previously, where the Oregon Health Plan, that unnamed bureaucrat, sent a letter saying, basically, you're too old, you might as well just give up. We're not going to provide any services to you. You're just too old, you're going to die. It's called rationing health care. So again, it corrodes. It's a fiscally explosive entitlement program. Corrodes individual responsibility, choice, and personal financial accountability. And there's a lot more in this. It's a great piece. I urge you to read it. I'll have it on the show plan today. KSLM.news under local podcast. Click on political coffee. Click on today's show. And you'll be able to read all of these stories that I talk about. Just imagine, the only thing you need to know is this. The same state that wasted $300 million on a website for Cover Oregon that never signed up a single person, that state is now going to take over and run our entire healthcare system? You gotta be kidding! That's all you need to know, and you can ask that question in Persuasive Conversations, or to start Persuasive Conversations. Back in a moment, it is 6.20, don't. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We're back. It is 20 minutes past the top of the hour. I want to remind you at the bottom of the hour, we have Kathy Reheist Boyd joining us from the Western States Petroleum uh, Association, rather who, um, you know, these are the people that represent your gas station owner, which is typically a small business guy or gal. And I'll tell you that the website they have is just profoundly impactful, really profoundly impactful. And I want you to look at it. And I want you to enjoy it because it will help you a lot. By the way, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court ruled that undated mail-in ballots cannot be counted. This was yesterday. We were off the air when that happened. Now, that's a good thing. But it also follows with the U.S. Supreme Court ruling. Now, really, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court didn't have much of a chance here. I mean, they they, they kind of had to do this because the U.S. Supreme Court basically said the same thing. Now, the court, it wasn't a unanimous Pennsylvania Supreme Court uh, decision, by the way. And this was brought about, uh, brought about by the Republican National Committee and other Republican groups suing 
because the interim Secretary of State of Pennsylvania basically said, we're going to count all mail-in ballots, even if they don't have a postmark. Now, that violates Pennsylvania law, and it violates Pennsylvania's Constitution. This is a big, big win, folks. I'm just, I'm telling you, it is. But it's not just undated mail ballots that can't be counted. It's incorrectly filled out ballots that can't be counted. Improperly completed ballots. Now, a lower court ruling allowed the election officials to count absentee and mail-in ballots that were not correctly dated and signed. The Supreme Court said no, and in fact, they instructed the Pennsylvania County Boards of Elections They ordered them to refrain from counting any absentee and mail-in ballot received for the November 8th, that's next Tuesday, general election. That contains undated or incorrectly dated outer envelopes. And it further directed them, the county boards and elections, to segregate and preserve any ballots that contained undated or incorrectly dated outer envelopes. Noting that the court is evenly divided on the issue of whether failing to count such ballots violates federal law. It's a huge win, folks, it is. Now, it doesn't apply to Oregon, and here's why. Because, now, I don't know what Oregon's constitution says about mail-in ballots. I haven't read it. I'm not sure it addresses it at all. We have a law that allows mail-in balloting, and we have a law, unfortunately, passed by the leftist and signed by Kate Brown that allows for ballots to be counted for seven days afterwards, and, and it allows for ballots to be counted that do not have a postmark, even though That's a contradiction in the law. Because one part of that House bill, 3291, says they have to be postmarked, and another part says, no, they don't have to. Got to be resolved. Some other headlines, Jim wrote me this. The UN committee, a United Nations committee, votes for Israel that has to dispose of its nuclear weapons and allow international inspectors. Jim makes note of this, says, look at how well nuclear disarmament of Ukraine has worked out. The other headline is about Iran threatening to attack Saudi Arabia because they've been publicizing the Iranian protests. And here, I was all concerned about things here at home. So many distractions, so little time. By the way, did you see that Benjamin Netanyahu narrowly won the um, presidency of Prime Ministership, I believe. Israel? Yeah, that's good. One in four politicians are already gone in the populist tidal wave. These are state lawmakers. 
one and four are already guaranteed to be brand new faces. Why? Because 1,500 new state legislators are going to be elected because of primary upsets, because of knocking out incumbent lawmakers. That witnessed a 50% increase in defeated incumbents compared to the 2020 election. Let me say that again. This is a reason for you to be encouraged. 50% more defeated incumbents this primary compared to two years ago. That opens up both unpredictability and opportunities that a traditional election could not provide, they write, and they're right. That 25% non-incumbent figure is based on races where both candidates are newcomers. They're non-incumbents. This 25% figure does not factor in incumbents in the remaining races, 75% who may lose their general election races. Folks, it could be more than 1,500 new state lawmakers across the nation. And we're going to find out all about that on Tuesday night. Come and join us at the Oregon Convention Center. Thank you to Covered Bridge Cafe. Thank you. Michael Angelo Painting and our friends at Accurate Precious Metals and Refinery on Hawthorne Avenue for being sponsors of this three-hour broadcast. Come and join us at 7 o'clock. Back in a moment with... Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 24 minutes before the top of the hour. You know, the theme of this show is how you can change your world by having political but persuasive conversations with people in your world, whatever world that is, that are persuaded. And right now, the high cost of fuel is making people aware, maybe in a way that they haven't. Now, that's a real opportunity. And I will tell you that the Western States Petroleum Association, a group that I have known since you know the eight years I served in the Oregon House of Representatives, they were well represented there. They have, I think, the most profoundly simple and easy to understand website that you could ever want to see to have one of those persuasive conversations with people. It's, and here's what it is. It's wspa.org slash Oregon. And especially if you type in the word issues because these there's a series of short videos like the one that says, can Oregon's electric grid handle 4 million more electric vehicles? How can you be, here's another one. How can we be forced to buy an electric car without knowing how much it'll cost? Will Oregon's climate mandates cost me even more? Folks, I can tell you as a, a former candidate and a political consultant, few websites I've ever seen boil it down to such simple easy to understand arguments that you can use to change your world. Joining us right now is Kathy Reheis-Boyne. Kathy, good morning to you. Good morning, Jeff. 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 Good mor
Good morning, Jeff. Gosh, great to talk to you. Indeed, it is with you also. So I just, again, you've just heard me laud your website because it really is profoundly good. It asks the right questions. And what you're asking people to do is to ask their candidates how these all of these new Green Deal energy policies are really going to impact people's family. That's really important, isn't it? Super important because it's a question every should be top of everyone's mind because affordability is on top of everybody's mind in every facet of our life. Yeah, it is. And, and the cost of fuel translates to everything, especially the cost of groceries at the grocery store, doesn't it? Absolutely. And I think what we're trying to do with the things you've pointed out, Jeff, on the website and, and in some of our digital communications is to kind of alert people to what's coming. Because I don't think our government or legislator or regulatory agencies necessarily go out of their way to point out what's coming down the road. And this gets to um, Oregon planning to begin eliminating the sales of cash and diesel cars and trucks starting in 2026. And by 2035, all sales of new gas and diesel trucks and cars in, in Oregon will be illegal. So you just think about that kind of a mandate that eliminates your ability to choose the vehicle that's best for you and your family. And when you look at the cost, the average cost of an electric vehicle is $66,000. And there are, only, there are 55,000 electric vehicles in Oregon, but this would force the transition to 4 million vehicles. That's, in, I mean, just in California, as we look at this, it increases the cost by $6,000 per, per car between those years. And so this is not minor, this is huge. So, so Kathy, you've, you've just pointed out a common sense um, question that people ought to be asking themselves, but we all, your point is that we ought to be asking the candidates about this and judging, do we want to vote for the, this candidate based on their answer to these questions? Exactly, because you have, people have to be accountable to these questions. There is, you know, it, and nobody debates whether we should have a diversified energy portfolio, right? We all wouldn't put all our eggs in one basket in any investments we're making. But this is not an all of the above energy strategy. This is a one single technology being forced on people at a high cost when you can get the same environmental benefits with a different path. And that's a question that these candidates have got to answer. What do they stand for? Well, absolutely. I mean, especially when it comes to, look, we, we've got, you know, th there is this expected big red wave coming, okay? In Oregon, even. The last time we had anything like this happen was 2010, Kathy. You know, I, I left the legislature in 07. I didn't think Republicans would do well in 2010. They did. We picked up six seats in the House for a 30-30 tie and barely missed a 15-15 tie in the Oregon Senate by one Senate race of 283 votes. Nobody really saw that coming. And that didn't, that, that was a time when it was a, um, I, I guess it's just a reaction to uh, Obama's policies, okay? 
Now let's fast forward to where we are today with inflation. As you point out on your website, and folks, go again to WSPA.org, Western States Petroleum, WSPA.org, forward slash Oregon, hyphen issues. And in the bottom video, there's three short videos there. You, you point out inflation is at 8%. With inflation as high as it is, with all the other crazy things going on culturally that have people upset, I think the red wave is here. But this is a big piece because there are swing districts, Kathy, where there are big numbers of Democrats over Republicans and independents, but yet they care about this inflation issue. It's at 8%. How much higher is it gonna go if the wrong people get elected and implement these policies you guys are talking about on your website. Absolutely. And I think, Jeff, an important point that is 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 really key here, and I, and I don't want to get nerdy on you, but Section 177 of the Clean Air Act, the Federal Clean Air Act, says that there are 17 states, Oregon is one of them, they're called 177 states. They can adopt California's regulation without any vote of the people. And our biggest worry is that that is exactly where they're heading. They've been very vocal about adopting California's program, which we know has exorbitant costs associated with it. We don't have, and you don't have in Oregon, an electric grid that can handle this. We don't have charging stations. We don't have infrastructure. It is going to be estimated at billions of dollars in some areas this is at the, I mean, and we're at the inflation rate, as you said, at 8%. What impact is this going to have on people's ability to drive from A to B, to turn their lights on and to heat and cool their homes? It is the question of the day for these candidates. And and if they don't answer, the state can adopt this lock, stock and barrel without a vote of the people. Yeah, I know. And this is uh, this is not a good thing. And the only recourse we have as the candidates is to ask the candidates and to vote for the right people. Now, I, I gotta ask you this question because I just suspect this is where this whole movement is headed. Usually the bad stuff starts in California and then it moves up to Oregon and, and Washington. So Kathy, are, are you guys hearing rumblings that at some point, not only are they going to ban, which they've done already in California, the sale of new gas and diesel powered vehicles but do you think they're going to ultimately the goal is ultimately to ban the sale of all fossil fuels period period absolutely there is absolutely the movement to completely eliminate fossil fuels from our lives for forever that is the goal it's actually a very stated goal it's not even a hidden one they're very bold about it and it is, as we know, completely irrealistic. You cannot ban fossil fuels in the next, what, 50, 60 years as estimated by the federal government? So, Jeff, when are we going to have the logical, practical conversation about what a real energy evolution looks like in a time frame and a pace and at a cost that could be sustained because that conversation isn't happening anywhere. 
Uh, no, it isn't. And it's, you know, the other sad thing about this, Kathy, is, is that the news media doesn't help us at all. They don't hold these politicians. They don't even ask that question you just posed. And it is the critical forefront question. It, if, if we, the people, don't stand up and ask these candidates these questions, hard nose them, folks. Go to their town halls, write them emails, ask them all of these questions. Again, you can see it on the WISPA dot org website that's wspa dot org slash oregon hyphen issues and you can see these great questions they're easy for you to ask any of these candidates kathy i got to tell you just quickly in the last minute or so we got left i'm a fifth generation oregon farmer all of my farm equipment run on diesel what are they going to do to me oh my goodness jeff they are looking to literally in what's called the advanced clean fleet rule, they are looking at literally eliminating the ability for your tractors to burn fossil fuels. So can you imagine, I guess you're, I guess you're ready to get your electric tractor going there. <laughs> Go have a really long cord. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Kathy. Kathy Reheis, boy. Kathy, uh, thank you so much for joining us and make sure let's uh, let's do it again. Back in a moment, folks, it's 648. No No Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Ten minutes till the top of the hour. Again, a big thanks to Kathy Reheis Boyd for a great interview. Uh, she's, she's very articulate, and, and she actually mentioned, and, and Dale, um, I, I didn't catch the name of the plan that she uh, said is is in this federal legislation. Uh, but it will be on the, uh, the podcast, and you can listen to it again there on uh, kslm.news. Click on local podcast, click on political coffee, click on today's date, and you can listen to it where uh, Kathy reiterates the plan. Now, it, it may be on their uh, website here. I haven't gone that deep into their website, but I'm telling you folks, if you want to be able to persuade, right now people are paying attention, maybe like un, at any time we've not seen before. Let's just put it that way. And, and I'm going to tell you, this is a grand opportunity for you to read this website, watch these short 20-second videos. This gives you great persuasive questions you can ask the candidates but also on these in, just people in your world this is how we persuade persuadable person people one person at a time rich writes an email if you want to send me an email it's jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news regarding measure 111 this is amending Oregon's Constitution to make health care 
a constitutional fundamental right. Cost-effective, clinically appropriate, and affordable health care. Those are all loaded landmined words. He writes this. This measure is going to give us less health care than the Veterans Administration and worse than the Veterans Administration and Canada and England's health care. It is on the move here. This is why Salem Hospital has been taken over, has been taking over all the small medical groups in the area for years now. Not good. It's the same in the Mid Valley here uh, where we have um, Samaritan Health Services, same deal, taking over all these practices, medical groups, hospitals. They're all prepping for government-run health care. Oh, and they'll always be assured of a profit. But you and I will not be assured of being able to keep our doctor. Remember that lie from Obamacare? Being able to keep going to a facility that we like and want because they'll take them over and they'll mandate or being being the ration healthcare. And you'll have to wait weeks or months. I mean, you already do now almost. Yeah, you're right on the money, Rich. Thanks for a great email. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talking. Before I go to Jeff, I want to remind you, Freedom Heating and Air can keep you warm in this cold weather. In fact, um, tomorrow promises to be a really, really cold day. If your heating system is not keeping up, call them. They'll get out to your place right away and they'll fix it for you. Freedomheatingandair.net is their website. It's all one word, freedomheatingandair.net. Call them, 503-580-1456, 580-1456. Let's go to Jeff. Jeff, good morning. Good morning, sir. I, I wanted to fill you in on the gap in your uh, understanding about 2010, where um, in history we uh, had an uh, an effort going where we made 375,000 paid call center phone calls to get out the vote and about a million automated calls to survey people and create a list of people of unaffiliated conservatives to help get them out to vote for candidates. And that's one of the things that impacted that year that turned things from blue to red. And uh, sadly, it's not. There's not time to do that again this year. But I have collected 668,000 phone IDs of conservative, church-going people that we could do digital advertising to. And I would love to see people go to OregonFaithAndFreedom.org and make a donation so we can try to do that if we can raise enough money. That's OregonFaithAndFreedom.org? Correct. Okay, let me bring that up here on the website. Oregon Faith and Freedom.org. And there it is. OregonFaithAndFreedom.org. Now, you say you have 600,000 names? 668,000 mobile phone IDs 
and these were collected on a, on a Sunday in May, and we could digitally ad, advertise to those if we had if we could raise about ten thousand dollars. So, let me ask you. I mean that that seems like awfully cheap to be able to reach that that many people in two thousand and ten. What you're describing as that effort. That, to my knowledge, that had never been done before, and it hasn't been done since, has it? Well, since then, I have been trying to convince people to do it. The sad reality is that Democrats have a machine, and and they do this, and we don't. And our effort is always volunteer phone calls and things that are not going to be effective in response to what the Democrats do. And sadly... That's just uh, an error, an error in our understanding of how uh, how we get voters out and campaigns. So if, and if so, Jeff, if somebody wanted to uh, make a donation, they can do that on the Oregon Faith and Freedom website. Can they contact you there also? They could email me at Jeff K at Oregon Faith and Freedom dot org, or there's a contact page there as well. Very good. Thank you, uh, Jeff. It's uh, it's another great opportunity, friends, for you to make a contribution to help raise some money to make this happen. It's not too late. I'm telling you, folks, there is a massive red wave coming. It's real. And, you know, efforts like this can help with that. Efforts like you going and, and having those persuasive conversations, like we talked about, the, with Kathy Rehice Boyd here on the stuff that matters. And that's gas and groceries, folks. It absolutely matters. This is your opportunity to do that. So take advantage of that. Go to OregonFaithAndFreedom.org. OregonFaithAndFreedom.org. Check it out and and make a, a donation to them. Let's Let's try to do what we can. Jeff, thank you. Uh, to all of you thank out you. there, thank you for joining us today. I hope that you found it inspiring. Read all of the stories that we're talking about today, especially how 25% of the incumbent politicians in America at the state legislative level are going to be new. And that doesn't count the ones that are going to get defeated on Tuesday night. Be encouraged. See you tomorrow, friends.